Thank you for tuning into sermons from Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach, California. Our goal is to help you know God more and take the next step in your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. If you have questions about God or about Liberty, you can connect with us at libertybaptistchurch.org. We pray that the Lord will use this message to be a help and encouragement in your life. We talked about it in that opening video, and uh, we, I don't know that we really have an annual theme like we've done in years past, but if we did, and, and kind of the theme of this service, and for me, the prayer and the theme of the year, it would be that of a year of renewal. I want to explain what I mean by that, and why is it that I'm praying and believing God for a year of renewal? Why would we need a year of renewal? Everything in our lives and everything in life left to its natural processes, naturally dies and decays. God's word tells us this. Since the curse, that is the natural process of life. life things do not tend toward life, they tend toward death, they tend toward decay. The second law of thermodynamics uh, teaches us this. The human experience illustrates this. Because of sin, life tends toward death Disorder, chaos, ruin, destruction. Nothing gets better if left alone. It's easy to break something. It's harder to fix something. The body ages. The older we get, the more we understand that, right? Buildings and houses and structures naturally deteriorate. Some of you had to call a repairman or do some fix it on your house this week and there's a, a, a leak in the roof or whatever it might be. Beautiful gardens quickly turn to a field of weeds if not cared for, intended for very intentionally. Swimming pools will turn into algae-infested swamps if not cleaned and having the right chemicals in them. Relationships will naturally grow cold if not intentionally invested in. Because of sin, everything in our lives tends toward brokenness. And last year, 2020, we saw many man-made systems and ideas broken or crumble and things that we thought were strong and all of a sudden they weren't quite as strong and things that we had faith in kind of let us down. Some would suggest that last year our republic took a major attack in many ways. Many churches we've seen have taken hits and businesses have shut down and closed. People are struggling in, uh, through 2020 with increased levels of mental illness and some facing financial ruin and relation, relational hardship and, and other, uh, other effects of those things. We, we've seen and I've dealt with families that are strained and dreams that were dashed and fears that were realized in 2020. And I'm praying and I, I'm believing God for, and this is not a power of positive thinking thing. I, I'm gonna, what we're going to see over the next four Sundays that God is in the business of reviving, of renewing, of bringing renewal, of working things that we would view negative for his good. But I'm praying and believing God in 2021 for a year of renewal. The Bible has much to say about renewal in very different areas. In Psalm 51, the psalmist, after a deep and dark, one of the deepest, darkest seasons of his life, the psalmist David, what did he say? He said to God, renew a right spirit in me. God, I need you to renew something in me. That which you had done in my life, it, it's, it's gotten a little messed up. It's, it's not quite what it was. God, I'm, I'm believing you and I'm asking you for a year or a, a, a spiritual renewal, the psalmist said. What, what did he say in that same chapter in Psalm 51? What did he say? Restore unto me the joy 
of thy salvation. God, would you restore? I've, I've lost some of the joy of my salvation. And, and that happens if you live for God for any length of time. We're not robots. The Christian life is not lived. And I, I like the song, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, uh, pressing on. I like that song. But the reality is none of us are going to live for God for decades and have just one victory after another, one mountain peak after another. To go from a mountain peak to the next mountain peak, it takes a valley. And, and, and the psalmist said, restore and renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. In Romans chapter number 12, Paul wrote to those Christians. And what, what did he talk about? He talked about the fact that they needed to have a renewed mind, renewing of our minds. Paul challenged the Colossian Christians to be renewed in knowledge. In Isaiah 40, the prophet, he said, they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their, their what? Their strength. Renewed mind, renewed spirit, renewed, uh, renewed joy of our salvation, renewed strength, Isaiah 40. Ephesians talked about, Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, and he challenged them to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Titus tells us of the renewing power of the Holy Ghost. Paul told Timothy, his, his, young, uh, his young son in the faith, his, his prodigy, if you will, that he trained up, that, 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 that young son of the faith, Paul told him to stir up the gift of God which was in him. S Timothy, stir up the gift of God that's in you. Why is that? Because it can settle. It can grow, grow cold. It, we can grow complacent. We can grow disillusioned in our lives. In the opening video, we mentioned that one of the definitions of renewal, that word can be defined as an instance of resuming an activity after an interruption. Well, that's one thing that I mean in 2021. We face some interruptions and there are still some maybe yet ahead of us. None of us knows exactly what the path of 2021 is going to look like, but we have also begun to res re restore some activities in interruption, restore some of our ministries. And my prayer is that 2021 will be a year of renewal, that we will see some of those things that were interrupted by the events of 2020, restored, renewed in the new year. Another definition of renewal, renewal can mean to restore, to begin again, to make extensive changes in. This morning, as we lay out some of the vision for our ministry of 2021, I want to talk to you this morning about a renewed purpose. As, as pastor of Liberty Baptist Church, and probably and, and as, as husband and dad of, in my home and wherever your life is, 2020, 2020 in many ways cleaned the slate in a lot of things. It kind of allowed us to take inventory of a lot of things. All of our schedules got wiped clean. I remember that first week of the shutdown, driving here to the office, and the highways were empty. Everything was closed. Everything, there, and and every, everything that we were used to for however old you are, every normal routine that you had had for your entire life, COVID wiped the slate clean. And you know what that did probably in your life, if you're anything like me, it caused me to reevaluate some things. Reevaluate my priorities. Reevaluate my schedule. Reevaluate what I was giving my life to. Reevaluate how we were doing with our family and activities and, and the, the youth sports. I was coaching a flag football for my eight year old son. It got canceled. And, and, and the, the school, uh, bringing my kids to school every day, that got canceled. They were home on Zoom. And all of the things that we were used to, everything that was on our calendar to meet this person for a meal that, that Thursday night at a restaurant, canceled. All of it. And it allowed us to take a step back to kind of look at our lives in a way that we never had before and say, what's really important? 
And can I tell you, as pastor of this church, it caused me to do the exact same thing. All of our service schedules, all of our ministries, all of our classes, everything that we had done for decades was put on hold. And it allowed me and caused me to take a step back and look at and say, why do we exist? Now, I think I already understood that. It wasn't that I was having some identity crisis, but it allowed me to step back and it allowed our staff and our leadership to step back and to evaluate what we were doing and how we were doing it and, and what we can and should change. And, and toward that end, in October, after weeks and months, really, of consideration and prayer, our church staff spent hours together in a conference room and, and, and we spent time in prayer and in preparation and in planning for this ministry calendar of 2021. And before we talked about any events or any plans or any calendar things, we sat down and we talked about, as the leadership of Liberty Baptist Church and Newport Christian School, we talked about our purpose, our core values. Why do we exist? And again, I believe we, what, what, what I'm going to show you is not, we didn't come up with some new idea. Well, our church existed for 45 years, and I've got this thing to tell you, we exist for a totally different reason. No, it's not a new purpose but I do believe it's a renewed purpose. We exist for the same reasons that we did a year or two or five or 10 ago, but I believe even in the hearts of our leadership, and I pray in the hearts of our church family, that, that there's a clarity to it and a renewal to it that will launch us into an, a, a tremendous year of life and ministry. Why, why do we exist? And then we asked, okay, what is our purpose? And then we talked amongst the staff and our leadership, and we said, so do our, do, do our programs, do our ministries, does our calendar, does it reflect that purpose? Or have we gotten busy doing a whole lot of things that are not bad, but they're not integral to the purpose of why Liberty Baptist Church exists? What, what is, if I were to ask you, what is the purpose, the stated purpose of Liberty Baptist Church? Can I tell you, we probably would all come up with good things that are true, but probably many in our church what I would say is the stated mission statement, if you will, and our church does have a, have a kind of stated mission statement. When I got here, it was here. It was on bulletins, and we've used it in intro videos. And when I say it in just a moment, some of you already might know it, and others are going to say, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. But I'll be, I'll be honest. As the leader of the church, I feel like I failed to really communicate that in a way that it's a part of the DNA of our church. And every event that we do, we, we compare it to that and say, are we, are we fulfilling our purpose? Or is this just something we saw another church do? So let's try it. It looks good. It sounds fun. Let's do that. Our, our purpose, if I were to ask you, some of you might know it and others would say, I'm not really sure. Well, what is our church mission statement? When I got here, and I don't know when, when this was established, but the, the, the way to crystallize or the mission statement, if you will, it was threefold. Love God, love others, and preach the gospel. That would have been the church mission statement when I got here, and, and they've thrown up what would be now. What, we looked at that and we said, okay, does that communicate what we're doing? Is that, does, that, does our calendar reflect that? Or do our programs reflect that? Are we re reproducing people who are doing that this morning, I want to share with you as we, we met and prayed and then talked over several days and weeks, I want to share with you our renewed purpose. Again, not anything revolutionary or completely new, but I pray it will renew our focus, our priorities, and our passion. And, and in a minute, I'm going to explain to you over the next, we're going to, this service, my message will be a little different today. Uh, it'll be broken up with a couple of videos and things. But I'm going to show you, I want to show you and explain what this is. Over the next month, I'm going to preach on these things in depth. And I want us as a church family to understand 
Why do we exist? Why did God leave us here as Christians? Why did he establish the church? Why do we gather on a weekly basis? And then not only our why, by the way, the purpose is our why, but how? The process of the way our church operates, do we have a how that allows us to fulfill our why? If a church doesn't understand their why, they are never going to accomplish what they should. By the way, if you don't know your why, why why do I exist? Why did God leave me here? If you don't know your why, you're going to flounder and struggle all through life. A family needs to know their why. Why why do we exist? And then how are we going to accomplish that purpose that God has given us for living? And we could all come up with a bunch of different purposes, but but this morning I want to share what I would say is a, a renewed purpose. Again, love God, love others, preach the gospel. That is why a church exists. That is why Christians, the two commands, Jesus said the two most important commandments, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love others, and then his last command is preach the gospel. That's a great purpose. And what we're doing is not reinventing the wheel, but we are communicating it in some different ways. And then we took a look at our purpose and said, okay, let's look at every ministry that we have. Where does it fit along that process, along the timeline of that purpose? And so you can see the fourfold purpose is, number one, to share the gospel. And I'm going to get into all these a little bit this morning and in more depth in the coming weeks, but to share the gospel. Number two, to grow in the gospel. Number three, to connect through the gospel. Number four, to live the gospel. And I want to give you a little overview of that this morning and and explain some of the ways this year that we're praying that we can have a renewed focus and passion on these things. And may I just stop to say this? If you're a part of Liberty Baptist Church, you should be a part of all four of these things. You should be involved in all four areas of this consistently throughout your entire Christian life. This is the Christian life. To share the gospel, that is, we let somebody know and they become a Christian, and then they grow in the gospel, they connect through the gospel, and then they live the gospel. And it starts all over again as they live in service, they share the gospel with someone else, someone else gets saved, and they start right there at the beginning of that process. Every person in our church should be involved in all four areas consistently throughout their Christian lives. And as I said, not only are these four things our purpose, they are also our process. Purpose answers why, process answers how. So number one, I'm only going to spend about five minutes probably on each one of these this morning for the sake of time. It's why I'm going to go through it in more depth as we go. But number one, why do we exist as a church? What is one of the main reasons you're still here on this earth as a Christian? Number one is to share the gospel. Would you say that with me? Why do we exist? Number one the gospel, to share, share the gospel. That is the priority and primary purpose for existence as a church, a body of believers. I understand somebody could say we exist to bring glory to God. I'm not going to argue with that. One of the ways that we do that is to tell everybody, what did Jesus say? The last thing he told his disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Go, go ye teaching all nations and then baptizing them, teaching them what sort of things I have commanded you. Go share the gospel with people. And then the next, we'll see in a few moments, grow in the gospel. Jesus told them that in his great commission. If no one is coming to Christ as Savior in and through our ministry, our church really is just a religious social club. 
If there's nobody hearing the gospel and having their lives changed by the gospel, we are not fulfilling our primary purpose for existence. And so we look at every ministry that we have and every program that we have, how does that fit into our priority of sharing the gospel? Why do we have a bus ministry? Why? To share the gospel with those that otherwise might not be able to come to church. And why do we have a Christian school? To share the gospel and to train up another generation to go out and live their lives in a way that will share the gospel with whatever a career God calls them to? Why do we have Sunday school to share the gospel? Why do we have a missions program to share the gospel? You know what? A church naturally, just like this world naturally tends toward disorder and chaos, a Christian and a church naturally turns inward every time. If you've been saved for any length of time, when we first get saved, we are passionate because we're so excited about what we've received. We are passionate very often about sharing that with someone else. I've, I've got to let my neighbor know. I've got to let my mom know, my dad, my uncle, my aunt, my sister, my brother, my, my children. They've got to hear this. My life was passed from death unto life. And, and we can't wait. A church plant, when, they, when, it, when someone plants a brand new church, where is their focus? How many programs do they have in a brand new church plant in their first month? How many programs do they have for youth groups and Christian schools and bus ministries? Most of the time, a church plant doesn't really have hardly any programs at all. They have one thing that they do. They try to do whatever they can to get the word out about their church and about Christ. It's all outward. We got to tell her because nobody knows about us. If I don't tell anybody, I'm going to be sitting in this room by myself for the next 50 years. And so a church plant, a new Christian, the natural focus is outward. And as a church exists and God blesses and God gives, gives maybe facilities and whatever it might be, and, and as a, a Christian is saved for any length of time, the natural tendency is to turn inward. My needs, my comfort. How can, what, what can I get for myself? How can the church serve me? We must, we must, we must remember to keep our efforts outward. If all of our efforts are inward, our church will quickly die and have no true reason for existence. Everything we do must start with this. If, if no one is learning of Christ on our campus and in our daily lives as Christians, why are we even here? His last command should be our first priority. People should regularly be hearing the good news of the gospel of Christ with others uh, through our lives and through the programs and ministries and preaching of our church. And toward that end, and we're not going to cover all of them this morning, but we will have, we will have several new and updated events and outreach efforts this year. And, and by the way, we shouldn't just be a, a, an outwardly focused church two or three Sundays a year on special events. All of us should be that way every day of our lives. But Lord willing, we're doing some things programmatically that will increase our witness in Orange County and around the world. I don't even, I'm not even sure that on this video it talks about our missions extravaganza. There are other things we'll be doing, but we want, and, and you'll see some of the main events, I think, in that, in that, um, packet that you received, and you can plug some of these into your, um, into your calendar, but, but just about every one of these, and, and for sure, what most of them, the focus on these is reaching out to tell kids, to tell teens, to reach adults, to equip couples, missions work, sending scripture around the world with the gospel, sharing the gospel. And so as we talk about our renewed purpose, talk to me, why do we exist first and foremost as Christians and then also as a church, as a corporate church family? Why do we exist? Number one, to what? Share the gospel. Number two, to grow in the gospel. That's part of the Great Commission that they come to know Christ, and then what do you say? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. 
The, the life of a disciple is always growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and his word. And that's part of our why. And so we look, how do we help facilitate that? And I've talked to, to, to this with, about this with our youth pastor, our, our youth group. I don't just want it to be a, a holding tank uh, with pizza until kids get out of high school. No, they should be. We don't have a youth group just to entertain teenagers. We don't have a Christian school just to provide a safe alternative to the public school. No, everything that we do should be to allow people to be growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why do we exist? So that people can grow in understanding God and his word. That is part of our why for existence to grow in the gospel. What's our how? What's our process to do that? Well, may I say to start with, we host and, and generally most weeks we have three services per week and there are three different Bible messages. And why do we have three different Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? Usually we're in different studies. Why, why do we have those different services? Why? To give people multiple times per week that we can corporately gather and grow in our understanding and knowledge and application of the gospel. After we finish this January series, I'll be jumping back into our, our, our series in Acts, verse by verse, working through the book of Acts in that Church Simplified series. And, and uh, beginning probably next Sunday night, we'll be back in our Toxic Leadership series, studying the life of King Saul. And, uh, and then on Wednesday nights, we'll be, for the next uh, month or two or so, we'll be finishing up our Family Talk series. And when that's done, I'll be moving into a, an in-depth, it'll probably take us six, seven, eight months, but an in-depth Wednesday evening study on Bible doctrines, truly understanding what the Bible teaches and why do we believe these things? Why? Why do we have these corporate gatherings and Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? Why? So that you can grow in the gospel, so that I can grow in the gospel, so we'll grow in our knowledge and understanding and application of God's word. By the way, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but it's not enough for you to just come to one, two, or three services a week in your personal growth in the gospel. You and I should be daily, not just weekly gathering corporately, but daily we should be growing. And I want to challenge you in a year of renewed purpose, how are you going to grow personally in the gospel? What, what, what uh, book are you going to be studying? What passages are you going to be reading in God's Word? What devotional are you going to be using? What spiritual podcast, maybe a, from a, a pastor or, or, or a devotional, are you going to be using? Uh, what, how are you going to be growing in the gospel? Toward that end of offering opportunities for everyone possible to grow in the gospel in our corporate gatherings, uh, we are going to be offering a new service time beginning next Sunday. And I talked about this a little bit last Sunday. I don't know how long we'll do this, uh, but we're going to be talking about that. And again, I understand everybody's walking through these things differently. Everybody has different health concerns and situations. And so that service, I have no idea who are, will show up. We're, we're trying to keep the, um, the, 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 the staff that's coming. We're not trying to make it that all of those that serve in childcare, they're here for six hours on Sunday morning serving where it'll be a limited crew that will be running that. My family will be, much of my family will be here. Um, and others. And if you're comfortable coming to that, I, I have no idea what the response to that will be. We'll probably run it for at least about a month or so and see what the turnout is and see if, if it's needed and if it's being a blessing to folks. And if it is, we'll keep going as long as it's a blessing. And if it's not, we'll go back to the 10 o'clock. But there are a couple of things. Number one, this 10 o'clock service has been growing and growing and growing. And so uh, we want to make some room there if, if needed for guests to come that would like to come. And then also we understand in light of the current case counts and reality of the hospital situation, and I know of several in our church um, that their doctors have told them not to be in crowds of this size because of their health conditions. Uh, if you're not, those that are watching online, if you're not comfortable coming even to that service, that's between you and the Lord and we understand that. But I want to do everything that I can to allow everybody possible the opportunity to grow in the gospel. And there is something about gathering corporately. Number one, it's a biblical mandate. 
And there is something that you don't get through a screen. That's not meant as a guilt trip if somebody needs to watch on a screen and that's the best that they can do right now. I understand that. But for those that it might just have been the fact that masks are not mandated or required right now during our 10 o'clock service that kept you away or maybe the size of the crowds, maybe that 830 service will be a help and a blessing to you. And that'll go for about, like I said, about one hour, 830 to 930. Um, The only person I won't be wearing a mask while I preach up here, but I also won't walk down and preach like I sometimes do. And, uh, and we'll seek to understand that and respect that. So if that's a help to you, and, and if, that, if that service grows and there's a need for a nursery at some point there or, or a child's class, we may consider that in the coming weeks or months. But for starting next Sunday, 8.30, there'll be that one-hour service. Why are we doing that? Because again, our purpose is to try to give everybody the opportunity that we can to grow in the gospel. In addition, something new we're doing this year as it relates to trying to grow in the gospel, I think it's in your handout there, is what we're calling our summer preaching series. And in the summers, we've done for many years what we call summer electives, different classes on property. This year, we're doing something different. I I, I wanted to have the opportunity for you to hear from different pastors, and often it's tough to get a pastor um, to come on a Sunday because they're pastoring their church on that Sunday. So we're moving for those summer months, June, July, and August, we're moving our midweek service from Wednesday to Tuesday. And every Tuesday we'll gather and we're bringing in um, 12 different pastors from Southern California, one, a couple Central California, one Arizona, and then um, and they'll be coming. And every Tuesday evening we'll have some sort of a meal with our church family. We're going to talk about that. It's a part of our purpose to help folks connect and grow in fellowship. And, and we'll be bringing these guest preachers in. It's a wide variety of preachers. And, and uh, some of these preachers, are, are they pastor brand new church plants and others pastor churches of thousands of people. Some have been in ministry several years. Others have been in ministry for decades. Some are, are quiet and soft-spoken. Others are, are dynamically loud and bombastic in their style. You're, you're, but I believe that every one of them have a love for God and his word. And I believe we'll be encouraged and equipped and we will grow in the gospel together in these special 12, week, uh, 12 weeks of summertime Tuesday nights. In addition, in the summer, one Sunday per month, we have a special guest preacher coming in. Um, Dean Miller will be coming from Colorado to preach for us all Sunday, uh, that Sunday in June. And then Pastor Tomlinson and also Rob Watkins, one of our former interim pastors. They'll be here along with Danny Thomas and some others that were a part of our church history. will be here on our 45th anniversary. And then in August, the last Sunday of August of the summer, Uh, A friend of mine whose book just came out uh, this week from Moody Press. I'd encourage you to get that book if you're looking for something to read um, in this new year. Um, And and Carrie Schmidt will be coming. And on Sunday night, there'll be a special seminar where he shares some of that material and some of those things there um, in person. And so I'm excited about these 15 guest preachers. Again, why do we do this? Going along with our thought, we want to give everybody the opportunity that we can to see them growing in the gospel. Uh, we're, 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 we're excited about that. And so that's the Tuesday there. The purpose to grow, the process, these are some of the things that we're doing. What is the process for us to grow in the gospel? Weekly corporate gatherings, daily personal time in study and in prayer. I'm, I'm gonna ask you and challenge you, church family, Christian, no matter how long you've been saved, to renew your commitment to the corporate gatherings of our church and your commitment to your personal time in prayer and in study in God's word. So talk to me now. We exist, number one, to what? What's the first word? To share the gospel. That's where it starts. If we're not sharing the gospel, we have no need for any of our programs because nobody's getting saved. There's no need for it. To share the gospel, number two. What's our second purpose? To what? Grow in the gospel. Number three, to connect through the gospel. 
to connect through the gospel. Did you figure this out in 2020? Life in general, and the Christian life in particular, was not intended to be lived in isolation. The Christian life was not intended to be lived in isolation. You can find it all through Scripture. We'll talk about it more in a few weeks. God made us for community. God put inside of us a need for human interaction and human fellowship and spiritual fellowship. Do you remember back in the Garden of Eden when God made man? What did God say? It is not good that man should be what? Alone. He, he was made and created with a need for fellowship, for community, for relationship. That is a part of the purpose of why we exist as a church. We need fellowship. We need friendship. We need accountability. That's one of the dangers of the shutdown and the lockdown. It's one of the dangers of people in hospitals and in rest homes all by themselves. And you can read the studies. People are having drastic mental and emotional um, negative effects. Why? Because we need each other. We need one another. And, and one of the dangerous things, and I get all, all of the reasoning and all of that, but of the shutdown and even of mass, it puts these walls of separation between people and we lose that human touch. We lose that human interaction. And that is not physically healthy. It's not spiritually healthy. It's not emotionally healthy. And, and, and we want to see a renewed connection toward that end. We are, we are working on praying and planning for a completely renewed and revamped ministry structure for our connection groups and our service teams to to be rolled out at some point in 2021, Lord willing. We're waiting on that somewhat to see where all of this goes, but Lord willing, we're looking to launch a brand new, uh, a completely revamped connection group format and service team format that will allow hundreds in our church to connect in ways you never have before. That's my prayer for 2021, is renewed connection. We hope to offer many more groups and Bible studies and opportunities for community and service through our church. And in November, we'll, we'll Lord willing, host a couples retreat. We'll, we'll take a group over to Ironwood for a couples retreat and multiple different activities and barbecues and events and church barbecues. And, and the goal there is not just to have fun. Well, pastor, that doesn't sound like sharing the gospel. No, part of our purpose for existence is to connect. My prayer is that by the end of 2021, some of your dearest relationships and friendships will be a part of the family of God. That, that, is, that is healthy and that is what God wants. And whether you're a teen, a single adult, a married couple, a single parent, a, a widow, a widower, whatever it is, we want you to find some of the closest relationships in your life through the family of God. And toward that end, with our ministry structure, I'm very excited to announce to you that we are adding a wonderful addition to our pastoral staff, the Nepomuceno family. And Jay and his wife, Brenna, and their three of their kids, one of them deserted them over here, sitting over there, and three of their children are sitting with them back here. And our church family knows Jay. Some of you would know Jay. He preached for us. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did a mental health Sunday, and then during the shutdown, he preached a couple of services for us as well, and God has knit our hearts together and, and their heart to this ministry, and we've been praying and talking, uh, I guess we could say for months now. I've been praying actually about this position for a couple of years, uh, but Jay and, and, and his wife Brenna and their four children, they're going to be moving here to Orange County just in the next week or two, just secured their home in Irvine yesterday, I think, and uh, going to be moving here this month. And you'll be joining the pastoral staff. They're wonderful, wonderful, godly, sincere Christians that you're going to love getting to know. They have faithfully served our Lord for decades. They've been through some amazing victories and they've been through some real valleys in their lives. And through all of that, they've stayed faithful and passionate for Jesus. 
Jay is going to be serving as an assistant pastor in the role of executive pastor, working directly with me in, in some of the structure, administration, and leadership of our church. In addition, uh, God has gifted their family uh, musically, and Jay will be a wonderful addition to our music team. And at this time, I think we're going to have, actually have Jay and three of their kids are going to come at this time and sing a couple of songs for us. But I want you to get to know their family. And Jay's going to be preaching here all day Sunday, the last Sunday of January. He's going to share some more of their testimony. And uh, they have JJ back there sitting with Brenna. JJ has special needs. And, and uh, you're going to get to know their family. They're a wonderful, wonderful family. And I hope that you'll welcome them into our family. And I believe that through their addition to our church, you're going to see some amazing opportunities for us to grow and connect in the gospel this year. Janine, are we ready back there? And we've got, you can see it up here, Jenna is, their three children are all in Christian college. They're at Pensacola. They're, these three are all at Christian college, at Pensacola Christian College. Jenna is there on the left. JJ is the tallest one of the family, and he's back with, their, uh, with Brenna. And then Jeremy is finishing up his senior year at Pensacola, and Jason just started his freshman year. And I know you're going to love this family as you get to know them. And uh, just like five years ago, we introduced a couple of new families, and they've become uh, integral parts of this family. I believe the Lord's going to use the Nebuchadnezzar family family in a great way uh, in this year and the coming years. And so we're excited that God led them to our ministry. I'm almost done. You've listened well. Talk to me now. Our purpose as a church, our renewed purpose. Again, nothing wrong with the old one. Love God, love others, preach the gospel. But I don't know that I had truly internalized it as it related to our process and I hadn't done a good job communicating it. And so we wanted to make sure that we were clear. What are we trying to accomplish and how are we going to do it? Talk to me, number one. What's the first part of our purpose? To what? Share the gospel. Number two is to what? Grow in the gospel. Number three, to connect through the gospel. And then number four, to live the gospel. I'm glad for the new Bible studies, the new connection groups, the extra service next Sunday morning. But again, God did not intend any of us to just sit and receive. I'm glad if you spend time learning God's word and daily reading it and growing and listening to a podcast and re having this daily devotional and, and reading the Bible through in a year and whatever you might be seeking to do in 2020, I'm glad for all the gospel that's coming into your life, but it was not intended just to come in and sit there and puff you up with knowledge. The reason we receive is so that we can give. The reason that we grow in the gospel is so that we can give to others. And it takes us all the way back to that sharing the gospel to reaching more. That is why we're here to take what we've learned and to share it with others. And so we are seeking, God intends all of us to serve. We want to challenge everyone in our church to be conduits. Not just receiving, but taking what we received and using it to live the gospel, to share it with others. If you're sitting here this morning, and by the way, one thing that 2020 did is it stopped a whole lot of our regular weekly opportunities to live the gospel out through the ministries and the, and the, the opportunities to serve on a weekly basis in our church. Now, it didn't stop us from being able to serve our neighbor, but, it, but a lot of our programs and our ministries stopped. We're praying that there'll be a renewed desire and opportunities to serve. If you don't have a regular area of service in our ministry, we pray that that will change this year. And we're going to do all that we can to help you find a place where God can use your God-given gifts for his glory and for eternal impact. A few years ago on Vision Sunday, we, we introduced the Liberty Loves program. And, 
and, uh, and, and, and a time where we do a, a few different community-oriented outreaches and events where we can live the gospel in our community and do some things to meet physical needs while also sharing the gospel. And we, we started that three or four years ago on Vision Sunday. And this year we'll have five Liberty Loves events. There's a handout that came in your packet. And so with our purpose of living the gospel, we want to try to provide opportunities for us as a church family to serve. Now, of course, all of us can do things on our own. But we, Lord willing, we want to do some things where we reach out in those ways. In addition, um, you can, if you'd like to, if you have the app on your phone or if you want to download the church app on your phone, you can find it in the stores. But on the app, there are uh, several different teams this year that we're, we're seeking to expand and, and recruit, if you will, folks that want to serve on these teams. And you can sign up on the app. By signing up, you're not committing, I promise, 80 hours a week for the rest of my life. What you're saying is, I wouldn't mind a ministry leader reaching out to me to let me know what's involved in serving in one of these areas. And I think on the app, you'll find these areas, the children's team, which would include our children's classes. It would also include our nurseries and our bus ministry that goes out into our area and brings people to church every Sunday, and you may be interested in one of those. Our connection groups, that's going to be that relaunch at some point uh, this year, and uh, Siri is talking to me. Sorry, I must have, she must have thought I said Siri. My iPad's talking while I'm trying to preach. And uh, connection groups, you might be interested in hosting one of those. We're going to be doing some on campus, some in homes, and you might be interested in helping to lead one of those. Our first impressions team, uh, we're going to relaunch our entire visitor welcome experience as guests begin to or continue weekly coming on our, our campus. Our media team, we're going to be uh, re in just a couple of weeks, we're going to be starting on the AVL um, platform remodeling here with the Capital Campaign. We're going to have our live stream quality and audio and video, all new equipment. It's going to be those that are watching online, 10 times better for those that need to watch later on or, or online. And we, we're going to need probably, right now I'm guessing we have maybe, I don't know, eight or 10, maybe a dozen folks that serve in the media team. We're going to need to at least double that. And uh, so if that's something you might be interested in. And the maintenance team, like the Levites serving on our physical campus, you might be able to come on a certain day of the week or help out for an hour or two with Marquise and, and uh, Pastor Doug as they help to care for our, all of our facilities. And so um, you, can, you can sign up for that. And then the choir relaunch. Don't know exactly when that will be, but Lord willing, in the first or second quarter of 2021, we want to get not just our choir back. I'm praying that we'll have a 60 or 70 voice choir in time of up here filling the auditorium every Sunday. And so if you weren't a part of the choir before, that's something you might be interested in. I normally don't encourage you to be on your cell phone while I'm speaking, but feel free to pull your phone out right now and sign up for one of those areas. As I mentioned, part of the reason we exist is to live the gospel, to take what we've received and to use our gifts to serve. And I'll preach on that in more depth in the coming weeks. So that is my vision. And we've shared some events, but it's really less about events it's more about, in 2021, a renewed purpose. Really clarifying, why do we meet every week? Is this just a religious routine that we're, we're a religious social club and we have a good time and, and, the, and, and I really enjoy the one or two or three or four songs we sing and it kind of makes me feel good. It gives me goosebumps sometimes. And so I get my, my shot in the arm for the week. That's not why the church exists. It's not entertainment. Why does the church exist? Why, why, why do we exist, if you will, as Christians? To share the gospel, to grow in the gospel, to connect through the gospel some of our closest friends in the family of God, and then to live the gospel. That's the purpose. That's the why. How? I've explained to you some of the hows we're going to seek to accomplish that this year, and there will be more that we'll be introducing. And then when we get to the end of that, living the gospel, what happens? It starts all over again. As we live the gospel, others are reached with the gospel, and then it starts for them. 
Isn't that what 2 Timothy 2, 2 is? The things, Paul said to Timothy, the things which thou hast heard of me, I shared the gospel with you. The same, so he learned, he grew in the gospel, he connected with Paul through the gospel, the same commit thou to faithful men. That connection is going to cause you to live the gospel, which shall be able to teach others also. That is the process of the New Testament local church. This year, our church celebrates 45 years. There is no, no question that God has done amazing things in and through the ministry of our church for 45 years. And so we have an option. We can stop and say, and look back and say, wow, wasn't that really neat all that God did the last 45 years? Or we can say, God, would you give us a renewed purpose, a renewed passion, a renewed desire, a renewed focus. You kind of cleared the decks a little bit in 2020, allowed us to evaluate some things. Renew my spirit, as the psalmist said. Renew my, restore my joy. And help us not just to look back at what he's done for 45 years, but to look forward to what he can and will and wants to do in the years to come. We're praying that we will see this year people get saved as we share the gospel, people growing in the gospel, people starting to build relationships, and then people serving and living for others. This time, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty. Tune in next week for more Bible teaching or subscribe on iTunes to stay up to date with our current series.